It's Saturday, April 2nd, and this is Brian with B Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian forces were clearing mines and counting the dead around Kyiv following Russian troop withdrawals in recent days as Moscow shifted military operations to the country's east. Russian forces have partially withdrawn from a swath of territory northwest of Ukraine's capital, giving up more than a dozen towns and villages after Ukrainian resistance led to heavy losses. After them, a complete disaster and many dangers are left, President Volodymyr Zelensky said in an overnight address referring to the Russians. He added that the region remained dangerous. Firstly, the bombing may continue. Secondly, they are mining all this territory, he said. Mr. Zelensky said retreating Russian forces had placed mines and houses, laid tripwires and booby-trapped corpses. In the east of our country, the situation remains extremely difficult, Mr. Zelensky said. I emphasize once again, hard battles lie ahead. Back in the U.S., COVID-19 hospitalization numbers have plunged to their lowest level since the early days of the pandemic, offering a much-needed break to healthcare workers and patients alike following the Omicron surge. The number of patients hospitalized with the coronavirus has fallen more than 90% in more than two months. And some hospitals are going days without a single COVID-19 patient in the ICU for the first time since early 2020. The freed-up beds are expected to help U.S. hospitals retain exhausted staff, treat non-COVID-19 patients more quickly, and cut down on inflated costs. In addition, more family members can visit loved ones in the hospital. Doctors hope to see a correction to the decrease in pediatric visits, yearly checkups, and cancer screenings. Hospitalizations are now at their lowest point since summer 2020, when comprehensive national data first became available. The average number of people hospitalized with COVID-19 in the last week nationwide dropped to 11,860, the lowest since 2020, and a steep decline from the peak of more than 145,000 set in mid-January. The previous low was 12,041 last June before the Delta variant took hold. On Capitol Hill, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill Friday to decriminalize marijuana, yet passage in the Senate is unlikely. The Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, or the MORE Act, would remove marijuana from the list of scheduled substances in the Controlled Substances Act. Cannabis is currently a Schedule I drug on the same level as heroin and deemed to have no accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. The bill would also prevent anyone who possesses, distributes, or manufactures marijuana from facing criminal penalties. 37 states have already adopted laws legalizing cannabis for medical use, while 15 allow it for recreational use, according to the bill. The Moore Act passed in the House largely along party lines in a 220-204 to vote, with all but two Democrats voting for it. The bill is now headed to the Senate, where its path will likely be more difficult. The move to decriminalize cannabis has faced opposition from some Republicans and moderate Democrats. In other news, the U.S. labor market strengthened last month as the pandemic's grip receded and more workers jumped back into the labor force. Employers added 431,000 jobs in March as restaurants, manufacturers, and retailers snatched up workers. And hiring in January and February was stronger than previously reported. The Labor Department report marked the 11th straight month of job gains above 400,000, the longest such stretch of growth in records dating back to 1939. 
The unemployment rate fell to 3.6% in March from 3.8% a month earlier, quickly approaching the February 2020 pre-pandemic rate of 3.5%, a 50-year low. Low joblessness is helping boost wages, though not enough to keep up with high inflation for many. And Sarah Palin, the former Alaska governor and Republican vice presidential candidate, said she plans to run for Congress, joining a crowded field to fill the seat of the late GOP Representative Don Young, who died last month. In her Facebook announcement, she cited inflation, immigration, and energy security as central issues in her campaign. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.